critics. And now the books are being made into films. Yes, they've uh, made Dr. No already, and it's been a tremendous success in England, and even more of a success, I think, in, in America, where it's opened uh, several weeks ago, where it's breaking records. And I was tremendously impressed with the casting and uh, the way the script had been written. And welcome to Quantum of Misses, a James Bond podcast. I'm Christopher, and this is the Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And tonight we have been right back to the beginning. Doctor No. There's no... You don't have to sing it, because there's no actual tune that says it. No, it's just... The James Bond theme. Tell us about it, Fiona. What, the theme? The theme, if you want. Well, let's start with the theme. Okay, because it's the first thing. First thing. Now, initially, before the um, gun barrel bit, Mm -hmm. it was kind of plinky-plonky music. I don't know what it was like. No, I can't remember now. But um, I thought it was a bit prisoner-esque. Do you know what I mean? Is this before or after? This is before. Yeah. 1962, this is. But it's still that kind of... um, yeah, it was a bit, not, uh, like, old-fashioned weird. The early days of electronic yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the same James Bond theme, but there was a slight, slight sort of background echo to it Ooh. that um, was a bit different from nowadays. Um, and that went on a bit with dots and things lying about, which is okay. Well, this is t- we're into the titles now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and then, And then the dancing folk. Complete change of mood mm-hmm. and, and genre, and that um, was a bit weird, but, you know, a nod to what it became later mm-hmm. on. And, uh, and then there was the three blind mice thing. Which three was just, blind mice, here and here. Which was just weird. And all, all, as you kind of commented at the time, all the the tones that each was setting were very different from each other. So yes. so you were just like, well, what kind of thing, which one are you go, you're pitching for? So yeah, I think you said, when it was the James Bond theme, you said it was going to be an action film. Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Uh, pop, 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 pop. And then when it was the sort of percussive, percussive bit, when the um, dancing silhouettes were on, yeah. you said it was going to be like a swing in 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Leafing through the jackets on Carnaby Street. Uh, and then when the three blind mice came on, you didn't know what it was going to be like. I said last of the summer wine. Last of the summer wine, yes. So which of these three things was it closest to in the end? Um, there's been quite a bit of action, so I, I would say that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you didn't actually get to, to know the um, name of the film until we'd had... Well, they weren't pre-title sequence, but the sequence before you saw on the file. Doctor No. Doctor No, because they didn't say Doctor No before that. They did. Did they? It said Doctor No. That was the first thing that was spelt out in the dots. Oh, Ian Fleming. Well, not spelt out, but uh, Ian Fleming's uh, Doctor No. Right. Okay, so I missed that. Uh-huh. That was my thoughts on that. Okay. Did you like the title sequence? 
No, it's too much going on. Pick, pick, pick one. Pick a team. <laughs> two red dots. That's okay. Yeah, so any one of those would have okay. been fine. Well, the, the, not the three black ones. Master Summer Wine. That's okay. I like, I like the idea that that is the, the three old men from Last of the Summer Wine. That's, <laughs> that's what they did before they retired to Yorkshire, was they were, uh, Assassins, yes. Who pretended to be blind. And did you notice that, you know, they were, they were really committed to their cover, because they pretended to be blind for a lot longer than they really needed to. Yeah. Before Professor, uh, Commander Strangways turned up and they shot him. Mm-hmm. It was a bit, Unexpected, wasn't it? I, I've written down that uh, there's a lot of killing right at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you actually see them being shot with blood. Oh yes, blood. Which I, we don't tend to see later. Uh, blood tends to be sort of phased out a bit. Yeah. And I wonder if that's kind of because the blood was obviously not blood. Yes, it was, it was very red. The wrong colour. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why. When suddenly filmmakers became a bit squeamish about blood, and suddenly people died without. Well, I think it, they were protecting the the brand of of James Bond, even though he is licensed to kill. Mm-hmm. He the idea is he isn't the person who leaves maimed corpses around the place. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was getting well, a little blood for that. Maybe. So uh, Strangways is killed, mm-hmm. um, and it turns out that he is not just a man who lives in Jamaica. Uh, he is also the MI7, whatever that might be, agent yeah. in Jamaica, and he doesn't report in, or he, he's in the middle of reporting in when his secretary gets bumped off as yeah. well. Um, so they know something's happened. Yep, and a man in a very nice cardigan uh, reports in to, uh, well, we assume to M, to tell him that uh, this has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing we see is the Ambassador's Club. Le Cirque Ambassador's Club. Oh, yes. The, the casino place. Mm, what did you think of that casino scene? Well, first of all, mm-hmm. the building and the, the club was quite spectacular. You know, it was it was very fancy pants posh. Uh-huh. I quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scene, he was just winning at cards, mm-hmm. which was quite nice, and pulling. Okay. This is one of the iconic introduction scenes in all of cinema. Why? Because this is the first time we ever see, and the first thing he ever says almost is Bond, James Bond. Bond. James Bond. He's very good looking, isn't he? Is he? Was he very good He's looking? Very good looking. How old do you think he was when this was made? He's quite a bit younger than the the Sean Connery I know. Um, Your close personal friend, Sean Connery. Twenty twenty four. Thirty three. No. Ah, people were older when they were younger in them mm. days. Or younger when they were older and then they... But I think it's just compared to what I know. He must be quite old for the the ones we have seen him in later. Well, the, that, the, other, the other one we've seen is... Well, the other one's said Goldfinger two yeah. years later, so he was I mean, 35. Two years. And you only lived twice two years later on, so he's only 37. Well, must be just my memory. Mm. Yes, Did you notice me. that you didn't see his face until he said Bond, James Bond? Not really. No. That was, that, that was a bit of a thing at the time. The director yeah. was just sort of holding off as long as possible for, and thought it was a bit ridiculous how long he held off before you saw him. Okay. Uh, and he, as you say, he was uh, winning cards with uh, really the first Bond girl. What's her name? Sylvia Trench. She has uh, freaky eyebrows. Oh, 
Well, she does that thing where she raises one, but constantly while she's talking to. Well, do you think maybe because one's painted on higher than the other? Well, no, no, I think it wasn't, because she did lower it, but it was like, she was acting. Right. And she was acting seduced, which is, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And, um, and it just looked ridiculous. <laughs> I, I wish this was visual, so <laughs> the listeners could see you acting seduced. <laughs> Seducing. Mm-hmm. Is, is the lips, the sort of duck lips part of acting seduced? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm seduced. You're not really feeling it. I, I wasn't. I, that is not. I, 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 I may have seduced you far more often than I thought. <laughs> since it doesn't look entirely unlike. That was unexpected. A bus has turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to ask you, if you are you being seduced, Tristan, <laughs> or, or oh, just surprised? Uh, did you notice that Sylvia Trench. Wore a wedding ring. No. Ah. Is that going to come back later? And is she... <laughs> is it just a coincidence? Or has she got the most single entendre Bond girl name of all? Sylvia Trench. Trench. She's entrenched. No. Trench. It's like being called, I don't know, Doris Gash. Oh. <laughs> No. no, you don't think you don't think that's deliberate. No, no, okay, fine. Maybe your mind well, then my there. going there. Okay, uh, so he often then gets called away from the casino mm-hmm. um, at three in the morning. At three in the morning uh, to report in to MI7, mm-hmm. uh, where we meet our old MI7 chums. Well, our new MI7 chums, uh, M, uh, Miss Money Penny, Miss Money Penny, and the Armourer. Tell us about them. Well, Miss Money Penny uh-huh. was was a bit more blatant, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and um, I can't remember what she said, but it was something along the lines of um, "What's what's giving? What's giving in?" or something. And she went, "Me given and he no, he says what gives? What gives me in, with an ounce of encouragement." Mm-hmm. So she's just basically saying, say the word. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to uh, government property. Misuse of government property. Yes. Yes. So I, I think less of her again. <laughs> I'm not sure you ever thought any more of her. In the, in the modern ones, I think quite a lot. Oh, yeah, right, she's an actual mind... spy herself. Oh, okay. Oh, in the modern, or the very yeah. modern yeah. ones. Right. But you, you've never, you've, you've never taken to the traditional Miss Money. No. Okay. Uh, although it's interesting that she's fully formed here, she's all there already. Insofar as the characters already all no. there, there's no. She was just a secretary, and then oh, you know what would be fun is if they were no. like flirting all the time. That's true. Uh, so M goes into see M. Mm-hmm. What about crusty old M? Is he? Well, we've seen him before. He's a, but this is the first one. You see. Not in our lives. You know, I don't work like that. I know that's a surprise, but I think it's I think it's good that. That character is. I mean, obviously the books were already. There. Are you just impressed right. that they they got it right? Film one. There's very little. With yeah, it. there's very little in film one that isn't still there in film okay. twenty four. Um, and the armorer, or Q, as he will later be known. Yeah, really. But that's not Q. No, there's no character to that. That's no. a man bringing in a box with a gun in it. Well, he did get a little bit of character when he was talking about the the, the Beretta that Bond had been using. No. I didn't like him. There was nothing to him. He was vapid. No, oh, he was asked back, but he decided he wanted to do another film. 
which actually ended up never actually being completed. And he could have had a job for life, as mm. the actual queue did. Well, no, um, well, for, for for the sake of all of us, I'm glad that he didn't. Okay. So M gives Bond his mission, mm-hmm. which is basically find out what happened to Strangways, mm-hmm. who had been investigating the toppling, and we were explained what toppling was. Do you remember what toppling was of American rockets? He said he knew a little about it, but did he go on to explain it? Yeah, he said basically he's using radio waves to put them off, yeah. put their guidance systems off. Um, and Strangways had been investigating that slightly, but not really sure if that had anything to do with his death. So off he would go to Jamaica, pausing only to go to his flat. Which uh, is quite a fancy flat. Quite a fancy flat, furnished, although it, it isn't what I would expect James Bond's furnishings to be like. It was pretty male and... Colour and things. Yeah, but I, I kind of have reconciled it in my head by being this is basically the, the furnishing that came with the flat and he hasn't changed it because he's why too busy. Why would you get furnishing with the flat? It's a furnished flat. Oh, okay. Um, well, that, why would that not be it? That's what I'm saying. So this isn't his choice yeah. of furnishings. <laughs> you, you don't really think about James Bond at all, do you? He's just a, a he's just a, a body that goes through these films. Well, I don't no, I do think I I think about what happens in the films. I don't think I wonder if he decorated that flat himself. Oh, okay. I thought you would take the opportunity of the, the quite glacial pace of some of these films to have a think about the roundabout side. I think like M's collection of pipes, for example. No, <laughs> I can't get sucked into this minutia. <laughs> The minutiae is what the public want. No. <laughs> everyone's like you, honey. The public want you telling me not to get sucked into the minutiae. Yeah. Okay, so off he goes to Jamaica. Well, actually, because, of course, Sylvia Trench is in his flat, having broken in, because of the top security that happened in yes. the size flat. Um, and even though he's only got three hours and 22 minutes, he has time for a quick shag. He does. Although he initially says no. So it's interesting, the very first Bond encounter that we see is actually one that he has to be yeah, pressured into. Not don't much. panic. We'll see plenty more where he's doing the cajoling. Yeah. Uh, off he goes to Jamaica then. Um, and we get a bit more of the Bond theme. Because the Bond theme is played at moments of excitement. Like Bond playing cards. Bond coming into his flat. Bond walking through an airport. <laughs> Bond checking into a hotel. They're walking through an airport and all of that. That's quite exotic. And, and sexy. Oh, walking through an airport. No, you like, I want that life, kind of. <laughs> the life of walking through an airport without anybody in tow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying for the people that would have been watching yeah, this, that they might not have ever seen the Yeah, we're not jetting off to Jamaica every five no. minutes. Um, but the, they, the Jamaica, they, they very much Jamaica'd it up. Mm-hmm. All the music was... Calypso or something. Jump up, 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 you, would you like me to look like a tit? No, that's you, why I told you not to get the sunglasses. I would love those sunglasses. You would look like a tit. I don't care. Why would you love them? Because they were massive. 
They make they massive sunglasses. Tony Uppy at the corners. Yeah. Flip like t- I wouldn't be seen with you. <laughs> so a win-win situation there. You're so mean to me. <laughs> you say that the sunglasses I want are, are um, maybe look like a tit. That's not very nice. It's true. Okay. Would you prefer me to just let you look like a tit and not say anything? <laughs> Don't write in, listener. <laughs> Uh, Bond gets picked up by a chauffeur who we learn is not sent by. But he, the house. he knows this. He mm-hmm. he went and checked, but got yeah. in the car anyway. Yeah, even he, though because because he knows that he can fight anyone. Even though he knows that he is a very nervous passenger. See, you said that at the time. I don't get. It. I've never. He's he's never been as broad Scottish as he is there. Passenger. Okay. I'm a very nervous passenger. He says. Uh, and indeed, they are, they are followed by the man in the cool sunglasses. And can I just say, I do like the cool Cadillacs or whatever kind of oh, car those are. Oh, big American cars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but they uh, lose them, at which point Bond confronts the chauffeur, who they have a little fight. Not a massive fight, a little fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rather than tell Bond what's going on, the chauffeur poisons himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bond drives the body to Government House and goes to see uh, Playdale Smith, who is our man in Government House in Jamaica, who gives him some background on the usual suspects in the uh, Strangways case, um, who he goes and talks to. Not quite sure who they think Bond is when he's talking to them. Well, it'll just be, this is my friend. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the guy who's introduced him will just say, this is a friend or a colleague, and he wouldn't have to inquire anything mm. on that. But I think Professor Bent catches on pretty fast that Bond is investigating this death in some way. I thought he only thought that when he came to his office. No, because he's already being followed by the chauffeur, by the photographer woman. There's already some enemy action happening against Bond. Do you think Dent's involved in that side of things as well? Well, yeah, he's... Yeah, because he's like the main... Doctor knows main operative on the island. How do you know that? I thought he'd just be one of many. Well, possibly. But the way that... Because when he goes over to Crab Key, which is Dr. No's island, Dr. No says, you were supposed to have killed him. Uh, If if anything goes wrong, it's your responsibility. Okay. That's why I think he's kind of in charge of it. But you're right, they could all be individual um, agents. Uh, A bit of spycraft goes on as Bond leaves... Hairs on his door. And oh yes, and um, and powder on his suitcase to know if someone's touched it. But by the fact that when he came back into his room, the suitcase was sitting in a different part of the table, could tell you that someone's touched it. You noticed that. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, he also poisoned his vodka, or he thinks they did. So he bought a new bottle out of the. Uh, I think he's just a bit of a lash. Do you think? Do you think? To carry around that many bottles of vodka. <laughs> I need two bottles of vodka in my room, please. I will be getting through them. Um, they also lead him to Quarrel, who is the fisherman who had been taken strangways out mm-hmm. uh, on fishing trips. Quarrel doesn't give Bond much information, but they, Bond then follows him on a circuitous route to Pustrella. Pustrella, that's another thing he says quite Scottish. Pustrella's bar, um, where, first of all, they try to fight him. Mm-hmm. But then turns out they are all in league with Felix Leiter, the man with the cool sunglasses. Who's strangely white. 
Because isn't Felix Leiter black later on in other films? Yes, he, there are black Felix Leiters, yes. But also white Felix Leiters. So in my head he was black. Ah. I think it's... Um, yes, in the Daniel Craig ones yeah. he's black. Um, and... And he's the one with the sunglasses. He's the one with sunglasses. Uh, we discover that Quarrel had taken Strangways to various places, including Crab Key. But, Str- but Quarrel doesn't like going to Crab Key. Nobody likes going to Crab Key. There's a dragon. There's a dragon. Dragon captain. Um, don't uh, try and do his accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, that, is that offensive? I don't want to even go there. Can I say, passenger? More of those. Yeah, because you are Scottish. So can you not say it? No. <sighs> Really? That would be racist. We can't do any, can't do any accents now. Pass on, John. But they won't go, you won't go to Crab Key. They have a little run in with a photographer woman again. Oh yeah. Um, who is prepared to have her arm broken rather than tell them who she's working for. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bond has found a receipt for Professor Dent's lab. Uh, which he goes to ask Professor Dent about, who says, yeah, he brought me some samples, they were pretty worthless. These samples were from Crab Key, which Bond says to Dent, but Dent doesn't really react to that. Um, goes back to Government House, where he talks to Playdale Smith and his secretary, Miss Taro, discovers that Miss Taro was listening at the door, mm-hmm. uh, and then... What would we make of this? Inviting himself to, inviting her to dinner and kind of pressurising her into coming. What do we make of that? Uh, no, that's fine. She, he was just going, is that a yes? And she went to maybe. She was just playing a little hard to get. Mm-hmm. But then she plays a slightly more easier to get, doesn't she? Very much so. By saying, why not come up to my apartment? Wink, wink. Yes. Because on the way you'll be chased. I know. Because then she was very surprised to actually see him. To actually see him, yes. But we had the car chase. There was also a bit of Bond theme while Bond was driving. But as soon as the driving became exciting, the Bond theme stopped. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had the voice in the room, have I? Written... Oh, yeah, you're right. That was Professor Dent. Yes. Goes to see, goes to Crab Key. Mm-hmm. And talks to, I'll spoil it for you and say Dr. No's voice. Yeah. Who says, uh, you're supposed to kill him. We well, haven't done the tarantula yet, have we? Yes. Because he gives him a tarantula. How did you feel about that? If you want to know how much you love spiders. Well, the scene where the tarantula actually has a bit of a wander is the most upsetting. But mm-hmm. I have more to say about that. Can we move on to that? Yes, let's move on to that. Um, so Bond is in bed mm-hmm. alone for once, and um, he feels the spider crawling up him under the sheets. Mm-hmm. Which is unnerving as it is. Sweaty Bond. And then, yes, because he does look a bit panicked and it starts to sweat. But all the scenes where the spider's really creepy coolly, mm-hmm. I don't like, is just a bit of body. Yeah. Because that's not, not Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. You're right. When you do have the scenes with Sean Connery, there's mm-hmm. blatantly a piece of glass between the spider and Sean. To yeah. the point where he's actually walking midair. Remember in the 60s we were all so excited that we wouldn't have noticed that as obviously it is. But he's obviously, it's obviously not an actual poisonous spider. Why wouldn't Sean Connery just let him crawl on him? I think there's some suggestion that from the story I've heard about the stuntman who had the spider crawling on him, he was assured that, you know, the venom had been taken from the spider. But then uh, when he asked the handler after they filmed it, how do you take the venom out of it? And the handler said, what do you mean? And he says, well, 
so that if it had bit me, it would be okay. She says, there's no, you can't take the venom out of them. The venom's in it. The venom's been in it all this time. So. But no, you can get tarantulas that are not poisonous. Possibly. But that isn't, that's not a good story though, is it? <laughs> the other thing about that is that, um, I'm not really sure how much use this, how much good this did. That wasn't Sean Connery lying on a bed with a bit of glass with a spider crawling over him. That was, they built a whole set sideways so that Sean Connery was standing up oh, really? against a bit of glass and a spider was crawling over it. I was thinking, it wouldn't have looked any different if you just had a bit of glass. Maybe you'd have seen the edge of the glass. Or maybe the spider could have fallen on him and that's why he didn't want it. Or maybe, maybe. Um, and then when he did jump out of bed, oh, yes. he was wearing pants under his pyjamas. What's the word about? Was he, I, did, I didn't notice that, Fiona. I'm not, I'm not engrossed in the minutiae. <laughs> why are you looking at Sean Connery's pant area? I just don't What interest is that to you? I was just trying to cluck his arse. <laughs> you want to see Zardoz. You want to watch Zardoz? Is that the film? Is Sean Connery pretty much naked? Gets his cock out. Oh, I would like to see that. <laughs> I don't think you'll be saying that after seeing about twenty-five minutes of Zardoz. Where does he get his cock out? <laughs> this is fucking dragon. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, we divert? Uh, we've diverted a bit. Uh, yes, sorry. We were at when. So now he's not the kid. Guys off the mountain who were chasing them. What happened? They were on their way to a funeral. Big laugh, apart from now. But that was like a big laugh in 1962, apparently. Because they're in the hearse. Yes. I think that's the one bit of wit that we've seen. I know, well, that's well, true. Well, there isn't the, the quip, quippy comments. Well, kind of after, once he's broken his duck with that, he's suddenly quipping all kinds of stuff. So what? Um, he says a quip, he gives a quip to Miss Taro when he surprises her. Um... Oh, the bit about... Uh, catch you, your death with the wet you, hair. No, you play dangerous games, you mm. catch your death with wet hair. Um, I don't want you to get dishpan hands. So, so, but he gets there, and she's shocked. Um, but they still do it. But they'll do it. Uh, oh, but he, she's just trying to keep him there for a couple of hours while, while the other people are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Yana's not that big. No, I know. And also, he phones for a taxi, and she's happy to get... She's about to be happy to get him a taxi with him until she realises that the chief of police is in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, Booker, Dano, um, and uh, take her away, at which point he st- sits up, waiting to see what occurs with his back of cards, because this is before people had smartphones. <laughs> um, and then who turns up? Professor Dent? Mm-hmm. Who shoots six what he thinks is her? Yeah, shoots six bullets into. No, I think he thinks it's Bond. No, because she's reported in that Bond's here, which yeah, is on the phone. Um, and who then starts to talk, but is about tries to kill him, but then Bond shoots him, and then shoots him again. This is a big scandal. The second shot. The second shot. Why Apparently, they filmed sure six he's shots. Dead. You haven't got any problem with that? No. Because you have the loose models of the 21st century rather than the strict models of the early 1960s. What, that an extra shot when you've already killed someone is actually any different? Well, apparently there was controversy that he shot him at all. Well. Given that he was unarmed. But I think you get away with I think what they well, said no, he was, was reaching for his gun, though. Yeah, but, you know, you're already showing that he's oh, yeah, out of bullets. True, yeah. But I think he said, well, he was going to kill him. He thought he had killed him. Mm. So surely that's okay. And they got that past the censor. Okay. Um, so off they will go to Crab Key mm-hmm. uh, with their little boat 
that got a bit in the night garden. In the night garden, yes. Um, and they are sheltering there for the night, and that is where we ended the film. With the... Or this part of the film, anyway. With, what's his name? Quarrel. Quarrel, looking very scared about being... And with the dragon. The, on the dragon island, yes. Well, also, Crab Key generally is not a nice place, apparently. Well, I can imagine it's quite heavily armed and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, because of whatever he's getting up to. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Are you intrigued? Can you wait for part two? I can wait for part two. You know what I mean. No, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the rest of it, because I don't really know what the plot is. It's a bit like The Prisoner. Mm-hmm. You know, you're actually trying to figure out what's going on. We're not being told too much, mm-hmm. which is kind of novel. Mm-hmm. Is that all you have to say? Yep. Shall we talk scheduling then? No. Yes. You talk scheduling. I will talk scheduling. Because when this film was first shown on the 28th of October, Tuesday, the 28th of Tuesday, the 28th of October 1975, it was the most watched programme of 1975. That's how big James mm. Bond was. It was shown... It's quite impressive that it was big. Well, I suppose it had been in the cinemas, hadn't it? Yeah, 13 years previously. Oh, right. 13 years before a film came on TV. That would be like, what was a film from 13 years ago? 2005. That's the film that's just coming out now on the TV. You can't think of any films in 2005. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. There were no Jurassic films Park? made in 2005. No, it's later, later than that. Like, I think one of the Spider-Man films was oh, right. 2005, that kind of thing. Um, so it was shown between 8 and 10 on uh, ITV. Uh, at the same time, on BBC One, you could have been watching the different page. Tarzan and the Slave Girl. No, that's quite good. Uh, a season of films featuring Edgar Rice Burroughs' legendary ape man and starring Lex Barker as Tarzan. When Moana, the chief of bride of the chief's son, disappears mysteriously, the natives of Tarzan's jungle are terrified. Their fears are justified. Moana has been kidnapped by the Lionians, a strange community of lion worshippers led by the evil Sengo. But that finished at five past eight, so you could probably have got near the end of that before flicking over. Mm-hmm. But you would have mixed Oil Strike North, which was a drama series set in the uh, world of North Sea oil drilling. Um, Fraser and Ward clash. And there's a little quote from the episode which says, Look, who's the drilling superintendent of this job? You? Me or some idiot from the boardroom? Is that the kind of thing that you say a lot on your projects? No. Never said that. No. And that was before the nine o'clock news with Richard Baker and Richard Whitmore. And then Play for Today, Moss by Bernard Copps, starring Warren Mitchell. Moss is a miser whose only love is his grandson. Then Tragedy Strikes and Moss is reborn. That tickling your fancy more than Dr. No? No. Okay, BBC Two, then you can have the book programme. Introduced by Robert Robinson, featured on Hey On Why and Pierce Paul Reed, whose book Alive, the story of the Andes survivors, and recent novel The Upstart have just appeared in paperback. Then, Floodlit Rugby League. Uh, Warrington versus Wigan for the BBC Two Trophy, commentator Eddie Waring. And the BBC Two Trophy was a revolution in rugby, apparently, because it basically caused everybody to get floodlights, because they were going to be played in the evenings. Um, for those interested, uh, Wigan won 14-8 before being beaten by Leeds in the quarterfinals, and ultimately St Helens would win the trophy. 
Exciting? No. You watching it? No. Okay, that means the last thing that you could watch is Tuesday Cinema, Roxy Hart, starring Ginger Rogers, Chicago 1927, showgirl Roxy Hart is on trial for murder. You going to watch that instead? I quite like Chicago. Yeah, but this isn't Chicago, this isn't like the musical, this is just a film of it. Mm. I'm going to make you watch Doctor No. No, I know you would. Well, I don't see why we go through all of this. Well, why would we not watch it when the rest of the population were? Everybody would be talking How about it people? the next day. Oh, millions. You're not answering the question then. I'm going to say 26 million. Okay. That's big. It's a lot of... It's good. Big football match type no. audiences. So, you're having that, are you? I suppose I'll be forced to. You're being forced to. Um, the next, It was then shown in July 1976, which is quite soon afterwards, isn't it? And then several other times before. I, don't, I can't actually remember the first time I ever saw this, but I know there was a bizarre after-midnight screening on Sunday once. Alright. So, do you think James Bond is going to win? Yes. What do you think the plot's actually going to be? He's doing something radioactive and it might be with plutonium. Ah, could be. Well, uh, if you have any uh, comments, etc., on Dr. No, the first half of it, or the second half of it, or anything else, you can contact us uh, at... Uh, Quantum of Misses, that's MRS at gmail.com or at Quantum of Misses, again, MRS on Twitter. Uh, but if that's all we have to say, yes. then Quantum of Misses will continue after the news. Mm-hmm.